this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. Today is all about the Georgia Guidestones. Have you heard of those? I have heard of them, but I'm not entirely sure what they are. But I've heard of them. I had not heard of them until a few years ago, and um, maybe not even that long ago. And they are, um, yeah, and I just heard that there was like weird inscriptions on it, but that's all I knew. So I decided to do a whole deep dive into it. Are you ready? I'm so ready. For this roller coaster? Yes, I'm very ready because I remember it was like kind of cryptic and something about the end of the world. Yeah. Okay, that's all It'll I be know. Fun. <laughs> so, the Georgia Guidestones um, is a granite monument that was located in Everton, Georgia, in Ebert County. So, I'll probably be like interchanging Ebert and Everton, but both are correct in what I'm talking about because sometimes we'll be in Ebert County and other times we'll be in the city of Everton. So, I'm not wrong, guys. <laughs> I'm not mispronouncing. I'm not doing anything weird. It's just, yeah, that's how it is. And this is in Georgia? Yes. Okay. In fact, I think I totally said that wrong. It's Albert. Is it Albert? Or El- oh, my gosh. I have it spelled two different ways. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe it's like one of those things where it can spell be spelled either way, like the ether and the ether. No, it is not one of those things. It's Albert. Okay, so it's Albert. So now I'll be right. It's Elberton, Georgia, the city, or it's Elbert County. Um, so like I said, I'll be I'll be interchanging them, but Elbert or Elberton, either way, it's correct. So the guidestones were built in 1979 and opened to the public on March 22nd, 1980. And they are directions on what to do if and when the world ends and how to repopulate and govern humanity. Wow. So exactly what you thought that they were, they are. But 1979, I thought they were older than that even. Yeah, no. I thought they were like ancient. I had no idea when it was built, to be honest. Yeah. I I didn't even question it. So So there, I was born in 1979. I know. So they were there, they're just as old as you. They're about 45 years old. They would have been. We'll get into that. (gasps) They died? They're dead. (laughs) (laughs) They died, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into more of this, what it is. These directions were written on four slabs of granite in eight different languages. English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. Oh, wow. So it's like anybody anywhere could read these. And um, the man who commissioned these actually had the United Nations Ambassador of Pakistan help with the translations to make sure that they were correct and everybody would understand um, what they had said, what what was going on, what they were saying. Yeah. Um, There were another two granite slabs constructed as well with other dedications and such written on those. And such. <laughs> I thought about that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will we will get to what each slab said, but anyways, the slabs are like gigantic. They're 19 feet tall, six meters for those that are not in America and don't use feet. Wait, how many down. feet tall? 19. So like oh, they're two, massive. Two it would be like two stories, you know, two story granite slabs up. Wow. And they weighed uh, 237,746 pounds total. 
which was equivalent to 107,840 kilograms for those not in America. These slabs were placed with such accurate precision. Um, the man who who commissioned these, which we'll get into in a, in a bit, consulted the engineering department at the University of Georgia to figure out exactly where everything needed to be placed in exact coordinates for what he wanted to do. The angle, the degree, everything. There were a few different holes within the granite slabs. And um, the, so the central slab had the holes that aligned with the celestial pole, aka the north star. Oh. So that way if humanity went to shit, they could always... Um, go back like and and see and, and see where the north star is so they would always know where north and south was right mm -hmm. yeah um and then the um sorry the south slab had a sundial that would always show when it was noon throughout the year why noon just so you so you have a reference for time so pretty mm -hmm. much if the world ended and humanity was to shit they could go to this location and know when it was noon, when mm -hmm. uh, where the, the north are, so they could have time and map. Not only did they have that, there were also two other holes through the slabs for the sun to shine through, and the sun would only shine through these holes on the longest day of the year, the summer equinox, as well mm -hmm. as the shortest day of the year, which would be the winter equinox. So that's why he had to have the engineers like help and do all this stuff because he needed the precision, the exact yeah. angles of everything had to be. Perfect, and this was done so humanity could remake the calendar. the um, The instructions of the holes were all on a plaque on the ground, several feet in front of the guide stones, with the following written under them: Author R.C. Christian, a pseudonym. Sponsors a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. Time capsule placed six feet under to be opened on, with no date. That's it. And that's all. So there's there so that in itself is just conspiracies on whether there was even yeah. a time capsule. Who is R. C. Christian? Why is that a, a pseudonym? And why wouldn't there be a date on the time capsule? Exactly. So, um, so on the actual slabs, the, te the they each slab had the ten guidelines um, that were engraved in the eight different languages, and some refer some people refer to these as the ten commandments of the new age. Or more sinister, the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. Ooh. So either way, everyone is in, in agreement that these are the rules for like the new world order. So here's what they are, and we'll just go through them. Yeah, um, I want to know what them. they are. I'm very so, interested yes, in these. Um, and these weren't numbered on the slabs. I'll number them, but on the slabs, they're just listed. There's no numbers. Okay. Um, so there. So number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. 500 million? Yes. Wow. Isn't there like 7 billion or 8 yes. billion people in the yeah. world now? Yeah, I have the number here somewhere, but yes. Interesting. Um, I'm wondering how they intend to do this. Um, some say that they would intend to do this to like control humans through a disease, abortions, limiting children like they did in China, something like that where everybody mm -hmm. can only have one child. Mm -hmm. Gets better than that though. We'll get into that in a bit too. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So don't let 
only let certain people procreate. Yeah, so like the, if the you're ones, obese, if you're not physically well, if um, you're like not mentally capable, if you're mm-hmm. anything wrong with you, you're not allowed to represent, reproduce. Yeah, so if you were born with diabetes, they might say no. No, they would say no. no yeah, or no. anything. Anything off, they would just be like, no. So almost like they're looking for the prime race of mm-hmm. humans. Doesn't that sound awfully familiar to someone else? It does sound familiar to someone else. <laughs> but then the other thing, too, is just because you you use, you know, two people that have, quote, unquote, like, perfect DNA or it whatever. Mean anything, it doesn't yeah. anything can, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. I know. But they're just trying to, like, eliminate as much as possible. So that was I their guess, plan. Yeah. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Oh, a new language. I have questions. Which new language? What? How would they even choose? So it would just be one universal language, but it would be yeah, new. Yeah, and I have more questions on how people in, like, China would know that this, these these guide stones are here. And then not only how do they know that they're here, but why would they believe these guide stones? Like, well, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, so you're telling me that all of humanity is going to be gone except for a couple people, like, not a couple, probably, like, a couple million people, whatever. And all these couple million people are supposed to gravitate towards uh, Georgia. And they're all supposed to just And they're all know. supposed to just <laughs> blindly follow these guide stones. <laughs> it's like Moses, like, fucking Ten Commandments and shit, right? Yeah, not everybody's going to follow No, that. it's yeah. like religion and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of um, questions that I have. Um... And then, like, what would it be? English? Chinese? Like, so what we're supposed no, to learn Chinese? No, it would be Chinese? a new or language. just a whole new language. It said new, so it would be a yeah. whole new language. Anyways, okay. So then at number four says, roll passion, faith, tradition, and all things with a tempered reason. Um, five is protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Supposedly, we're already doing this now, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's so many innocent people that get put in jail. I know. And, and so many fucking murders that get let out. Like, did you hear? I just found out, like, in June, some dude, and they're, like, some dude shot his three sons and his wife, murdering, and they lined them up. Not oh, like, I heard about him. Dude, and their ages, do you know how old they were? They were little. And one ran away, and he... Don't tell me that. Yeah. I think if it's the same guy. It is. Yeah. It happened last year. I just heard about it. Yeah. One little boy got away, but he got him back. They were like three, five. They were little, right? They were three, four, and seven. Yeah. My my boy, and they looked so much like my boys, and my boys are four, five, seven, and I'm just like, I'm about to cry right now thinking about it. I know, I know. Because the the sheer terror to line them up and just start shooting, like, so it's probably the youngest one probably ran. I don't remember which one ran, but one ran. I don't even want to. I don't, anyway, yeah, the wife, the really wife just got injured, and now they're trying to say that he, uh, this is a totally side rant, sorry, but they're trying to say, his lawyers are trying to say that he didn't get, um, that his rights were violated because he didn't, they didn't give him his Miranda rights. So this whole thing could get thrown out and he could walk free for murdering his three children in that type, especially in that type of way, like... I don't think they're going to let someone who executed... But that's how that's how the law works. If you don't do it correctly, like, they could just let... they If they throw the whole thing out, then they throw the whole thing out. They would have to start from scratch, and he would be let free. But then they could try to redo it, right? I hope so. 
I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know how the redoing works. But anyway, so I'm so glad that we have fair and just courts. So yeah, yay. <laughs> Anyways, um, number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world question, world court. Once again, question: If the world went to shit and humanity was almost extinct. How would people in China find these guidestones? You're so focused on China. Well, because it's the other side of the world. Like, you know, when you're little, you dig to China. Like, it's on the... <laughs> um, let alone, like, like, I don't even know. Wouldn't this be, like, like I said, like a religion issue where people would almost call this, like, the holy grail of the new world. And people would question not only the authenticity of them, but also the entity that made this. Like, why should they listen to this slab of granite built in 1980? 79. Like, no, it, well, yeah, built in 79 and directed. Like, it started to be built in 79, finished in 80. Oh, okay. But, yeah. No, I'm all 79. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I just, I have so many questions about that because, like, if they, this was in China, I wouldn't be like, oh, let's go over to China and look at these guidestones, guys. Let's go trek over the fucking Atlantic. But if it got around and there was only 500,000 people left in the world and everyone... In how the- are they getting around? All of a sudden, you know how to tame a fucking pigeon? Like, how are they getting... How are they communicating to the other, other well, continents? Well, they have to... They would have to... Like, whatever happened in... Let's say there was some apocalyptic... What is the word? Apocalyptic. Something happened. And we had to leave this area. And there was only, like... Five of us left in San Diego. I don't know. Yeah. A hundred of us in San Diego. And we had to, like, start migrating. Other. What if there was, like, a bunch of radiation here or something crazy okay. happened? Then you would go to different parts and you would just talk. Find... No, you would talk to people and okay. be like, hey, it's just like in The Walking Dead. They'd be like, hey, I heard about this. This These people over here have a safe house. And you get there. And then it's like, oh, there's some cans of food. And then you go to the next one and you keep going and going. Eventually, everybody ends up in the same place. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody. Yeah, and then they also have. But I don't think they're crossing the fucking Atlantic. Well, the Titanic couldn't even make it. They also have uh, radio broadcasts. Yeah, that's true. And then the radio will say, "Go to uh, Georgia." But would radio go to Georgia? (laughs) (laughs) To Alberton, please. I'm thinking about The Walking Dead. Anyways, (laughs) so number seven: avoid petty laws and useless officials. (laughs) <laughs> Can we do all this of now? them? Yeah, like ninety nine percent of Congress would be gone, and seventy five percent of the laws would be gone too. Like legit, just it would be... just be like you want to be a sheriff. I just deputized you, and like, <laughs> you just like deputize your friends. <laughs> balance uh, number eight is balance personal rights with social duties, um, and this one is interesting. Lately, we've been hearing a lot more about personal rights and the rights of freedom. Um, other countries are not as fortunate as we have and probably all of our listeners have in to believe what they want to believe or have an opinion to love who they want to love or say what they want. But would this balancing personal rights and social duties, would this take away from some of our freedoms? And are we already going in that direction? Like, hear me out. The last decade or so, everything has become so PC. We have to be careful of everything. Everyone else's feelings, even if we feel uncomfortable by not being our true selves. So if this was to, like, come into play, would that not infringe on our pers- our own personal rights by putting the social duties before your personal rights? 
And I could see, like, how this might be important in some aspects, I guess, but this seems more like a North Korea thing. Like, who cares about your personal rights? Your social duty is to North Korea, so do everything we want you to do, you know? Oh, like communists? Yeah, that's what it kind of seems like. Or dictatorship. That's like whatever. dictatorship. Where, like, North Korea, like, they have a, an election every, like, four years or whatever, and there's only one person on the ballot. Kim Jong Un. Yeah, but that 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 is extreme. North Korea is not allowed to listen to us. If you look, there's no like we have we have listeners all across the world except in North Korea. Do you know that some people have actually done YouTube videos where they go to North Korea and they like they infiltrate it or whatever. Infiltrate it? Yeah. Well, they say that they're there on vacation, and then you. Why would you want to? Okay. But no, you are allowed to travel there. Are but you? Yes, but it's very strict. You can only bring in certain things. You you have a guy, a person with you, like a chaperone or a guide at all times. Wow. And you only go to the restaurants that they tell, tell you, you to. You so stay where they tell you. Like everything you have to so do. So wouldn't everything. that be balancing personal rights with social duties? That chaperone or, you know, going to go visit there, all that stuff. So. So. The entire world would be like North Korea? Yeah, I think so. Because they would take away, I mean, the word balance is there, but you, who's to say what that balance is? You would eventually end up like North Korea if you kept doing that. And honestly, if we keep going the way we are with all this PC bullshit, we'll end up there too. You won't be able to think what you want because you'll be shunned. I don't know. This is still America. I don't think anything's going to be like North Korea. I hope so. Okay. I don't know. So. Number nine. I'm like, this is America. America, bitches. America. <laughs> Number nine. Prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. That's all. <laughs> with the infinite. With the infinite. So that's like with maybe God or something? Yeah, infinite? with like the divine, with just forever. Just prize, truth, beauty, love. So be happy and beautiful all the time. And if yeah. you're ugly, well, you wouldn't be there because they're probably not reproducing ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually, you know, the t- <coughs> two beautiful people don't always make a beautiful no, baby. No, I've seen that, yeah. And two ugly people can definitely make a gorgeous baby. I mean, look at me. But beauty is in the eye and the beholder. <laughs> you mean the beer holder? <laughs> We're funny. Okay, so number 10. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. And leave room for nature is repeated twice, mm-hmm. but let's just think about do not be a cancer on the earth. Carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. So don't spread your cancerous human fucked up shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. So far, these aren't that bad. I mean, no. I mean, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, it sounds good, mm-hmm. but like, it's very controlling. You can't have. They're telling you who you can and can't reproduce with. Who you who if you are allowed to have babies, how many babies you can have. I don't know. I just think if there's that few people, how are they really gonna like find the people to be able to tell them what to do? Unless they're all in like one area. Yeah. Like the world the book, is so big. Like nineteen eighty two or eighty four. Eighteen eighty four. What's the book that we read? Nineteen eighty four by George Orwell. Go back and. Uh, and well, what the, the fuck book did we read? But just like that, like they did. They only had small populations throughout the world. They had three small population, like 
you know, like mm-hmm. small like hubs. And people that were on the outside, mm-hmm. they, they weren't able to really be on the outside. Well, that was like more like the dystopian. Yeah. I guess that's kind that's of what, what this, this would be. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, all that's interesting, but now comes a question of who and why. Okay. So this is where the real mystery begins. Mm-hmm. Flashback. So this person thought this was going to happen. I don't know. So, well, we'll get to that. Back to me. Flashback. June 1979. A man comes into Elberton Granite in Georgia. Which, fun fact, Elberton, Elbert County, is the granite capital of the world. Mm-hmm. All the granite, like all the major like granite is supplied from, it's like in the earth there in mm-hmm. Georgia. So he told Joe, so this man, random man, told Joe Fedley, the main man at Elberton Granite, that he was not going to give his real name and instead gave the name R.C. Christian. He approached Joe with very detailed 10-page instructions along with a small-scale model to show exactly how and what he wanted these granite slabs to look like and precisely where he wanted them which he wanted on the highest point of Albert County, where there were no trees or mountains. This makes sense considering the holes in the granite has to have the sun shine through them at precise times. So he wanted it to be above everything. Oh, yeah, because it has to be with the noon and the north. Yes, yeah. all of that. In fact, the guide stones should have been erected in Hancock County to be more aligned with the sun, but there were too many trees and it was in too much of like a woodland area. The sun so maybe the wouldn't sun have been wouldn't, able to yeah. shine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the area he had picked was owned by a farmer. He purchased five acres to ensure, like, no overgrowth on top of the granite. Not even overgrowth of um, trees, but, like, Just buildings. Shrubs. No, oh. like, buildings. Like, if the, if, the, if the county had come in and taken it and built up, like, a business park next to it, then the buildings would overtower it. So he wanted five acres and then put that right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So then that way they... Well, nothing that can that could put a shot, cast a shadow on it and block the sun. Exactly. Then, right? yeah. But then at the same time, he gave 100% grazing rights of the five acres to the farmer that he bought the five acres from. And not only for that farmer, for that generation, but his next of kin generation too. Well, so he's yeah. ensuring at least 80 years of these granite slabs staying there. And also that he doesn't have to maintain the land because the animals will maintain uh-huh. it. So it's a win-win situation, especially for the farmer. He gets money and still has the land to use as necessary. So the farmer was not upset at all. He's like mm-hmm. happy-go-lucky, totally happy about the whole deal, didn't give a fuck. R.C. Christian claimed to be a part of, quote-unquote, a small group of out-of-state, loyal-like-minded Americans promoting the conservation of mankind. Oh, so he was just the, the the one that that started it, but he wasn't. It was he's the he spokesperson. Was a, yeah, the spokesperson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This group, R.C. Christian claimed, had been thinking of this idea for twenty years and perfecting it. Oh wow! He purposefully came to Elberton Granite because of the deep roots Elberton Granite had within the community, as well as being well versed and knowledgeable about the climate. Joe Fedley thought R.C. Christian was an absolute lunatic. (laughs) As he should. (laughs) He didn't want to have anything to do with it. He's like, wash my hands of this shit. Goodbye. (laughs) So when he was, so he's trying to like get rid of the job. 
So he overcharged the fuck out of him. Oh, like, so he wouldn't even do so it? So he wouldn't want to do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was just, he wanted to scare him off. Obviously, it didn't work. And he ended up charging well over $100,000. The exact amount was never disclosed. But I will tell you with inflation, it would be almost half a million dollars today. Wow. Which, like, I don't, I'm not in the granite business, but... That's fucking overcharging the fuck out of him. I mean, it is a two-story granite slab. It is a lot. There's, there's but this is their slabs, profession. Right? Yeah, there's, no, there's four. Oh, there's four. There's and four slabs and a top and plaques. And they're each two stories. Yeah, they're all the, they're the same uh, size. Each slab is the same size, and each side of the slab has a language. That, that all those ten mm-hmm. commandment things written yeah. in a different language on each slab. I feel like... That's why there's eight languages. It is. four slabs. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because it would be on each side. Yeah. I feel like it is a lot of money, but at the same time, that's a lot of granite. And then also, like, they were also not only just... They were in charge of not just, like... Oh, here's your granite slabs. Have a great you day. You have to erect they it. They were actually and erect, place it. placing it with the concrete and all yeah. that. So you add it all up, and I get it. But no, I think that he definitely overcharged. I think for <laughs> half a million, you could erect a concrete granite building. <laughs> Anyways, so um, uh, Joe Fedley was like, "No, first of all, you won't tell me your name. Mm. I'm telling you this outrageous price, and you're like, let's go." Like, he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, so he sent him over to the banker at Granite City Bank. Mind you, this is a small town. At that time, the population was only 4,000. So everyone knew each other, and um, Joe from the Granite Place and the banker, like, were friends. They knew each other very well. He's like, in fact, oh, there's this kooky guy coming yes, over exactly. right now. Yes, exactly. That um, is exactly how that conversation <laughs> went. That is 100% correct. So the, um, the banker's name was Wyatt Martin, and he was not only the banker, the president of the bank, so he's like the top dog at that bank, mm-hmm. he is also the president of the fucking Chamber of Commerce. Of course. That is the <laughs> type of Mayberry shit we're dealing with. So right? then he has to prove that this even can be right. They have to prove that he can even put this here. Yeah. Or no, 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 his no, land. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, because he had already bought the land from the farmer, so he can so do it already. But, but even when you own your land, there's permits and things. That you whatever. Have. That wasn't the issue. Oh, okay. They didn't even know. It'd be like me or you walking in to like um, some company and just being like, "Hey, I'm gonna do a half million dollar job. Thanks, bye." No, you need to put down money down. You need to prove that you can do it. Like, yeah. you can't just be a Joe Schmo walking off the street, you mm-hmm. know, which this guy was. So um, he told, Wyatt Martin, the banker, told R.C. Christian that he couldn't do business with him unless he told him who he really was. Oh, well, that seems like, yeah, because they have to sign contracts and stuff. Yeah. When you sign mm-hmm. a contract, you have to sign your name. Why, Wyatt Martin was sworn to secrecy. A secret that he upheld to the grave. He died in 2021. So no one knows, like, anything. He was 91. He lived a long, healthy, and assuming happily life. So we don't need to be sad that he died. But, um, yeah, he kept the secret. And he's the only one that knew who the 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 true identity. Yes. Martin looked into Christian and then reported to Fedley that Christian had the funds. And he, he can't say who he is, but everything's, like, on the up and up. So... 
move forward. Martin mm-hmm. opened a bank account in Fedley's name so Fedley could get cash as he needed to fund the project while Christian would send Martin money and Martin would deposit it into Fedley's new bank account. So, no, there was nothing to be signed. Nobody signed shit. What? There's no records of this man. Wow. Even when he... So, we'll get into that. Hold on. So, they even figured out how to get around that. Yeah. So, Martin said that Christian... Um, so, Christian and Martin had talked... You know, they talked a lot. Um, and, and so, when... I watched this documentary, and I'll tell you what it is in a bit because it's in here, but... Um, so Martin was saying that Christian, they talked a lot and stuff, and that he had been all over the world and saw all the walks of life, from the poor and third world countries to the rich in Dubai, like everywhere and in between. Mm-hmm. He wanted to build these labs to benefit all of mankind. Christian said that he was hoping to bring curiosity like Stonehenge for centuries to come, but instead of it being meaningless, actually have some sort of message. Okay. So, and these are actually considered the American Stonehenge, but... Oh. It was built not, I mean, Stonehenge supposedly is built, but there's so much mystery around it that, of how, when, why, like, mm-hmm. we don't know anything, where this is well documented of when, how, why, you know. Stonehenge was also a lot longer back in history. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe it did have, like, engravings, and maybe it just, like, washed away, or you know how, like, mm-hmm. that'll happen after a while, so. Yeah. Um, Martin also stressed that Christian's main issue was overpopulation. Okay. So, who was he? We'll get more into that later, but let's first talk about the weird shit that happened around these guidestones. On March 20, 20, oh my gosh, March 22nd, 1980, the guide, guidestones were unveiled to the public. While Christian was supposedly not in attendance, there was a statement written by the Georgia Guidestone sponsors. And I don't know who it was read by. I presume Martin would have read it, the banker. Yeah. Because that's what makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it said, in order to avoid debate, we, the sponsors of the Georgia Guidestones, have a simple message for human beings. Not and for the future. We believe our percepts are sound and they must stand on their own merits. And then right after unveiling okay. the, the property was immediately given to Ebert County with oh. the same stipulations of everything. It was so given to them? It was given to the county because um, R.C. Christian wanted to ensure that it would stay in the possession of somebody or some organization that would be there for a long time, that mm-hmm. wouldn't just get dissolved or anything. Okay. And so the county was the most. But upon giving it to him, he had... R.C. Christian had a lot of rules, regulation, like very detailed instructions that the farmer next of kin yeah. got to, you know, do and the And they grazing. had to uphold they that to in uphold order to get everything. the property. And that it's like a gift with stipulations. So, of course, there are so many conspiracies, not only of who R.C. Christian was, but also the real meaning behind these granite slabs. Like, who would do this? Why? Mm-hmm. Some believed it was the Illuminati. Some believed it it was some late 1500s group that was founded in Germany. Others believed it was some satanic altar. With those conspiracies came a lot of vandals, as well as those who were trying to do seances, worship the devil, cults came out of the woodwork. Like, everybody was doing some weird shit there. People were graffitiing upside down Pentecostes, like witchcraft. People got married there. People would climb to the top to put candles up on top of it. They were sacrificing fucking cows. The farmer was worried about his sheep. 
Oh. <laughs> it was a whole fucking, it was a nightmare. Um, oh God. For whatever reason, people then got this like image in their head that it, this was some sort of sacred land and it was some sort of mysterious icon when it wasn't sacred land because it was just a farmer's farming thing and they just picked that spot because it was the highest mountain. Like it's not, yeah, like, it didn't Jesus have a didn't lot of walk trees. through there. Like, you know, God didn't strike down and tell somebody like do a lightning bolt down there or some shit, you know, like nothing weird happened <laughs> to that location. The farmer was quick to defend the reasoning and said that he, um, he he was like, well, it was constructed during the Cold War, and that was right as all the atomic bombs were being tested, and R.C. Christian probably believed that the world could very well, indeed, like, blow up mm-hmm. during all the testing and stuff, and you think about 20 years prior to 79, that would be 59, which is when all the atomic testing and everything was happening, so he'd been thinking about this whole time. That's why my brain went to radiation yeah. earlier. That's exactly, and you were right on. That's yeah. exactly correct. So, supposedly, people would he- could hear strange music and disjointed voices coming Ooh. from the granite. The son of the man who actually engraved the granite um, is currently the caretaker of them. Oh. And he denies any of that weird shit, like hearing the strange music or whatever. Does He's just like, whatever. But how weird is it that the son of the man who engraved it, mm-hmm. is also the security and caretaker of it now. Well, he's like, my dad made helped make this, so I'm so going to help protect he was, it. But he's hired. It's his job. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, um, it's almost like, you know, whenever you like, it's almost like his dad was given the like to be the watcher, and then he passed mm-hmm. it down to his son. It's like, the next son, the next mm-hmm. son. The, you know, something like that. Yeah, I don't know, it's weird. No, but it makes like, sense. Like, passing the torch down. Yeah. From one caretaker to the next, but it all has to be, like, the same blood, the same family, the same, you know. I don't know, it's just weird. It's a small town, though, too. So, I mean, how many other security guards are there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and with all of the sacrifices and the weird things they that people were it. doing. Yeah. yeah. They had to have someone there. Yeah. So, meanwhile, the security guidestone watcher man said that all the men involved were Masons. Mm. Like Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And I had already noticed that all through the town, the Freemason symbol was on everything. Mm-hmm. From the bank to the farmer's ring. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was had the Freemason symbol. Mm-hmm. Um... But so because of this, um, he says, so he was saying this, the security guard was saying all this to be like, no, it's no satanic crazy shit. They're Christians, they're Freemasons, they're all good people. Everything is great. Like, no, but like, no, no worries, you know. But then the banker says that no Masons were involved. Nothing weird like that. Everything is fine. Um, excuse me, sir, there's a mason symbol on your fucking bank building. Why deny it, though? I don't know. It just makes it seem like something fishy is going on if you're going to deny it. So he also claimed that there's nothing under the time capsule, or, like, the plaque underneath it, that that the time capsule didn't even exist. That doesn't even make any sense. Why would they make a plaque and then not put anything in there? Because there's no open date. So maybe they never got around to it. Meanwhile, the farmer said that the time capsule has to remain a secret and would not say anything that would indicate even if he thought it was real or not. 
So everyone was very like, I cannot say, I cannot say, very secretive about so much. We should go so try to dig to up the time capsule. <laughs> we don't need to. I'll tell you in a second. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, my first thought when I'm, like, doing this was that the entire town wasn't on it. Yeah. Like, whether it was to bring in consumers and more traffic into Elberton, or even if it was for some crazy end-of-the-world doomsday shit. Like, whatever. I thought that there was no way the entire town, not one soul, would say who R.C. Christian was. Mm-hmm. Like, supposedly only a handful of people even saw him. But come on, a police sketch person could have put it together. It's fucking weird. But he could be someone that no one would even really know anyway. Well, like, no, I was on full-on, like, full-on thinking that R.C. Christian was a made-up human. He wasn't even real. That's what I thought. Somebody had to go there. Or it was the townspeople, like the president, the Chamber of Commerce president, the banker, the granite. Well, these two people are the same, but you know what I oh, mean? All yeah, these people all just, to bring in more um, money and revenue for visitors because they got so many visitors and so much attention. Like a scam? It put Elberton on the map more so than it already was. Mm, I didn't even think about that. That's what I thought. I was like, I wonder if R.C. Christian is even real. I bet he's not a real person. We'll get into that more. So. Hmm. That just made me think a whole nother. Uh Uh-huh. I I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, Yeah. That's where I was going. I was like, he's probably not even real. Like, oh my gosh. So, Mm -hmm. so who was R.C. Christian? Was he himself a Mason? During my research, I came across this super awesome documentary. Um, And if if this all interests you, you should definitely check this documentary out. It's on Amazon Prime. It was free to watch. Um, It's called Dark Clouds Over Elberton, the true story of the Georgia Guidestones. It was released in 2015. But they went around the town and investigated R.C. Christian and interviewed the banker, the farmer, and the Alberton granite owner. Um, in like, I want to say it seemed to be like 2010 by the dates that they were giving mm-hmm. and the timeline and everything. Um, but it was so informative. And he wanted to figure out who R.C. Christian was. And I'm pretty sure he did. I'm like convinced he did. But like, they, don't, they don't say they it. Don't, they don't. Nobody knows. Uh, For sure. The only one person that does know, they can't, he won't say anything, the banker. So I saw the interview with the banker, with the farmer, with all these people. And Joe Fedley is already dead, long dead. Yeah. So he's gone. So yeah, there's no, ask. nobody else no, has seen him. And, the, and, the, and how old would the banker be now, in his 90s? The banker died. He was 91. He's the one oh, that died he's in the 21. one that died. Yeah. Oh, wow. So... He at least convinced me, the documentary convinced me that they figured out. I'm like 99% on board with the documentary of who R.C. Christian was. So, this is how he found out. He followed these clues. Are you guys ready? This is where it gets Wait, fun. do we find out who he is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Okay. So, first of all, the term, quote, quote, age of reason came up tons, right? And, like, um, when when... On the actual statue, they say we're in a new age of reason, like yeah. all this stuff, right? Um, those are they, they're not uncommon words, but in that order to be like so repetitive, like that's weird. Like, why mm-hmm. would you say age of reason so much? Like, where did he hear it from? Where is he getting this from? Mm-hmm. Well, a man named Thomas Paine, who was actually one of the founding fathers of America, wrote a book called The Age of Reason. He also wrote a book called Common Sense. In these books, he wanted to end all religion. And he also 
talked about population control, the same ideas and I like ideals that oh, so maybe RC he Christian. read those books and then got these ideas. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving forward, in 1986, a Robert C. Christian published a book called Common Sense Renewed. Okay. Which would further explain the guidestones in great detail. So there's, like, for sure that's the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, this book was sent to every member of Congress and hundreds of political officials all over the fucking globe. Like, wow. not even just in America. He sent it everywhere. Um, and it was basically a book on how to get along, right? Mm-hmm. The knowledge outgrew practicality. There was were too many people for the environment, and it was causing economic issues. He believed that rep- rep- reproduction has to be government oversight, and overpopulation is dehumani- dehumanizing. Yeah. That USA was well on its way to be just like China, which does make sense when you think about, like, the age of America and the age of China. Um, Maybe after a couple hundred more years, we'll be living, America will be living, like, China in, like, 60-story little apartments, like, overrun Uh. over, you know, how you see it. Um, Meanwhile, another clue was found. A document, a letter that was different from R.C. Christian's handwriting. So this had to be a different person. And the letter said, to whomever comes upon this presenting, contained herein are keys that have been awaited to be placed here in proper sequencing and in proper order to announce the return and the activation of those events of prophecy that signal these events. Those who have guarded this great mystery and who have guarded the evolution of the human species itself are returning. It has begun. This monument known as the Georgia Guidestone shall find threads unto the revelation of its mystery in the name. R.C. Christian, otherwise known unto the contingency that is responsible for the erection of this monument as Christian Rosencrantz, the presentation of keys upon the finding of it is to be delivered to the Elberton Star. The Elberton Star is to deliver it to the Atlanta Rosicrucian Society. After... Wait, okay. I see where we're going with this. After further investigation, I found out that the founder of the Rosicrucian Order's name is Christian Rosencruz, and that R.C. Christian is the initials of Rosencruz's other name, Rose Cross Christian. Rosicrucian's first written book was in 1614, and it says... The ward RC shall be their seal, mark, and character. So there you go. He did this in the name of the Rosicrucian Society. What the fuck is the Rosicrucian Society? I had so many questions. So what did Heather and I do? I told her we were going on a field trip to a possible cult. So off we went. We actually visited our local Rosicrucian order. And by the way, they are everywhere. Um, there's probably one in your neighborhood and you just like don't even realize it. So you got to go check it out if you want. They have a nice like labyrinth and um, a meditation garden and very beautiful architecture. <laughs> a really nice nature walk yeah. actually. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, we found out that the Rosicrucian Order is not a cult. Oh, we'll post pictures too on our socials of us yeah. there. But Well, we actually met the leader. Yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's not a cult, um, although that's, like, what they would want us to believe, right? Like, oh, we're not a cult. We're fine. Like, everything's fine. Yeah. Um, So, we did talk to, like, the leader, and it seems that what they believe in, they're Christian. They believe in Jesus and God and all that, but they also believe in the sun, planet, stars, astrology, and that how they affect us on as a society and as personally and just the world in general. So we might end up doing an episode on the Rosicrucian order just as fun. Um, but for now, this is about the Guidestones. So yeah. I just thought it was fun that we went on a field trip. I'm all, I texted Heather and said, we're, we're going on a field trip. Uh, did I even say we're visiting a cult? No. I just said, bring your hiking boots, comfy pants, and some mace. Or what did no, I say? No, said, you said, wear all black and bring a beanie or something. Like that. <laughs> like, I was like, okay. I like literally <laughs> had like different clothes just in case. <laughs> it was fine, though. They yeah, were actually really nice. We took a flashlight with us so we could kill somebody if we had to. We took like a, ma- a little miniature magnite yeah. light. It was pink. I really wanted to go to the temple, but he explained to us you can't go to the temple until you reach a certain level of... Because that doesn't sound like a cult, right? Yeah. So (laughs) you you have to get to a certain level. And then one thing that he did say that I thought was interesting is he said that obviously they believe in Jesus, but then there's the mystic side where it's all astrology and he had said that the planets represent your organs and kind of like I was like oh you mean like chakras and he's like no we don't do chakras we do planets so it's like how the chakras have like represent different parts of your body yeah they use planets so we'll we'll do so, it. So Heather remembers more than I do about that. So I just we'll thought that it. was interesting. Yeah, so we'll have to do an episode on that. Anyway, so back yeah. to the guidestones. <laughs> so one day, the real fucking RC Christian calls the caretaker of the guys guidestone. Mm. You know, the guy yeah. who's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, tells and tells this guy that he wants to reveal himself. <gasps> and let me tell you. I could have gone through the TV to strangle this hillbilly fucktard that said, no, I'm good. I don't want to know. Let's just keep it a mystery. It's been fun so far. What? Like, what? You're just going to make that decision for all of mankind, huh? Right. Like, this is your choice. Cool, dude. Cool. Cool. Um, we could have solved the mystery. And, like, the, I'm 85 minutes into this fucking documentary. And they, yeah, and that, and, that's what and, I get. And that's you had, you get. had the chance. The chance was there, but they didn't. Yeah, cool. He dude, said cool. no. Yeah, he said no. Cool, cool, dude. Like, if I was the recorder or the documentary guy, I think that I would have buried him underneath the fucking guidestones at that point. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're like, I know what I'm putting in the time capsule. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyways, luckily the do- documentary investigators did not stop there. Um. But definitely intrusive thoughts about fucking burying that dude's ass. <laughs> um, so back to the banker. Apparently, R.C. Christian stayed in contact with the banker this whole time until he died. Oh, wow. They would write each other, like, letters mm-hmm. um, every couple times You're a year. You're so funny. You're, like, letters. Like, and you motion, real like, letters. Actual letters. <laughs> and then, like, a Christmas card. Like, you know, like, pre-social media keeping in touch. Like, They're buddies. Like, Snail mail. Um, then in the late 2000s, the son of R.C. Christian called the banker to tell him that he had died. 
Hmm. So now we know R.C. Christian died in the late 2000s. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have a date of death for R.C. Christian. But still, who the fuck was he, right? So while investigators were talking to the banker, the banker opened up a box of old letters from Christian. And he said that Christian would always send his letters from different places and different towns from where he really lived, just in case someone intercepted the letters. Probably from the different Rosicrucian orders that he was staying at. Well, there was an address on one of the envelopes that was addressed from Iowa. So the investigators headed over to Iowa. Like, they were full on, like, so cool. They found the owner was Robert Merriman, a lawyer and the publisher of the book by Robert Christian. And when speaking to colleagues, he was the one who also wrote the book. Wait, he wrote, wrote it? the Common Sense Renewed book so, about the Guidestones. Robert Merriman is yeah. R.C. Christian? But I thought he died. No, 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 I haven't said he died. R.C. Christian died in the late 2000s. Oh, yeah. So yeah, when was okay. this when they went there? They Well, it doesn't matter. They didn't find him personally. Oh, they okay. They just knew that Sorry. the owner of the house was I got my time. I got my timeline yeah, mixed up. So, um, so there you have it. Case closed. That's R.C. Christian. Moving on. But no, no, because this guy died in 1992. And we know that R.C. Christian died in late 2000s. Okay, yeah. See, I'm trying to go with the so, timeline. Okay, so that so wouldn't even make sense. So he couldn't be the real R.C. Christian. While they thought they came to a dead end, they started looking at friends of his and colleagues and found that he was friends with a Dr. Kirsten, who ran a family practice in Iowa and was like something like the fifth generation to own it or whatever, like, you know. Yeah. And they found that Kirsten was an amazing architect on this side and actually built the scale model for a bandstand that is still in Fort Dodge, Iowa right now. Oh. And so everyone knew who both, everyone like in the town knew who both Merriman and Kristen were, Kirsten, Dr. Kirsten, um, as they were both prominent people within the community. While looking through old community books in the library, they found a self-written bio of all the doctors in town, including Kirsten's who had the same beliefs that were written on the Guidestones, mainly about population control. Mm. Kirsten believed that with the banning of birth control, which it was banned um, back in the 50s because of all the lawsuits and the side effects and stuff like that, so they just started to ban it. They were like, fuck it then. No birth control. Mm -hmm. He thought that the world would be a 10 billion population by 2010. We are currently at 8.1 billion, so Ooh. it's probably going to be another 20 years or so. I don't know, but... It gets better. Kristen was friends with William Shockley, the co-inventor of the transistor, who won the 1956 Nobel Prize in Physics and is recognized as a primary architect in the computer age. And he was racist as hell and believed that everyone with an IQ of under 100 should be sterilized. What's the average IQ? I, I don't know, like 110, 112, 120. Oh, okay. Um, I don't even know. Shockley believed that that Northern European was a supreme race. He was a white supremacist, and during World War II, he supported the Nazis and wore a swastika proudly around town. Who is this? The Nobel Prize winner, Shockley. 
Oh, Kirsten wow. was also Dr. Kirsten was also a white supremacist and would talk about it at the country club and had zero support there. Oh yeah. Kirsten even wrote a letter to a Florida newspaper favoring David Duke, who was the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan and an American Nazi. Wow, this just took a weird turn. I'm telling you, roller coaster. David Duke and Shockley were friends. They believed in guiding reproduction wisely and to reduce the population in uneducated or disabled people. Could Dr. Kirsten be the real... These people are fucked up. I know. Could Dr. Kirsten be the real R.C. Christian? I think so. I think that Dr. Kirsten was the real R.C. Christian. So he was the Ku Klux Klan guy? No, Dr. Kristen was the one in Iowa. I'm so confused with all these names. I know. I'm getting confused. David so Duke was the Ku Klux Klan. Which so, one was the wizard? David Duke. Okay, Duke. So, okay. Would it, so if, if Dr. Kristen was the real R.C. Christian, that would mean that David Duke, William Shockley, and Robert Merriman would be part of the small group of Americans <gasps> with like-minded views to help oh, humanity. Oh, yes. Probably. I get probably it. Yeah, that was more. the group. They yes. were the group, and they had the money because he had, like, they were all prominent people anyways, but they had half a million dollars worth of shit because when you win the Nobel Prize, you get, like, two or three million. And also, the Ku Klux Klan, as Would fucked have, up organization as it is, they have a lot of money. Yeah. You know, they so have that money. Is probably yeah. how they funneled in some money from yeah. there, and they are probably the group of small, like-minded yeah. individuals. Yeah, it makes sense. So now there's now there's no one in the world who knows the real story of who R. C. Christian was. So we may never know the truth. But it makes sense more sense that it is them rather than the Rosicrucians because even though it is R. C. Well, I think that um, or they're part of some of them are Rosicrucian and some of are Ku Klux and some of it's a little bit of. That's what I think. I think that um, Kirsten was a Rosicrucian and Robert Merriman was Rosicrucian. Yeah, and then I think that the others and even maybe are the Masons too. Masons, yeah, like they they could just be a little bit of everything. Um, as for the Georgia Guidestones, whether they were part of some doomsday antichrist satanic shit or just a way to save humanity, on July 6, 2022, at 4 a.m., explosions were heard through Elberton. One of the Granite Labs had been blown up. They were going to try to rebuild it, but ended up not doing it. And when they were de- deconstructing them and cleaning the area, they did look for the time capsule. Wait, they blew them up? Yeah, some people blew them up. Like Who vandals. blew them? Oh, they vandals? Vandals blew them up at four in the morning. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. There was a lot of people against them. Like, especially in, like, you think about, like, 2000, in 2020, everybody kind of got crazy. Well, if they're associated up. with the Ku Klux Klan, yeah. then people are not going to like it. Yeah, well, <laughs> but you know how, like, in 2020, a lot of, like, the um, George Floyd, like, a lot of people, okay, were, like, Got all stir crazy because of COVID, and I feel like there was a lot of like vandalism, a lot of um, angry people, a lot of mm-hmm. pent up aggression. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that it'd be in twenty twenty two. You know, mm-hmm. things are finally opening, and then they blow it up. Um, and so when they were destruct- deconstructing and like removing everything, they did dig. Oh, the time capsule. Yeah, they got out the tractors and they dug and they dug. There's pictures of online of them like diggers and duggers like digging it all up and going pretty far never found a time capsule oh there was nothing so there was nothing 
So the Georgia Guidestones are officially gone. But so wait, they blew up one, but then they just took it all yeah, down? Yeah, they just took it all down. Why not just... They didn't want to have to rebuild it, huh? I don't know. I'm not them. No, I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess so many people didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So the Georgia Guidestones are gone, but the mysteries will always remain. The end. <laughs> <laughs> And tell us so. what you think about the Georgia Yeah. Guidestones. No, I didn't I, know I, that. I'm really upset because I wanted to go visit them, too, because I was, I would like to go visit what we're talking about, but... We can't. We can't. They're not there. So, don't, don't, don't. But, anyways... And Georgia's hot and muggy anyway. Yeah, so tell us what you think <laughs> about the Georgia Guidestones. And um, don't forget to... Share, like, and subscribe. And... Don't forget to go look at our YouTube channel. We have a lot of fun things going on there, um, different things than what you would see on um, or here on Spotify or like whatever you're listening to us on Amazon or Apple, Apple iHeartRadio, all of the different places. Um, and it's different stuff than we even have on Facebook, too. So it's like every social media site that we have, there's something different to kind of offer. So don't forget to like us across the board because, especially with YouTube. YouTube yeah. has a lot more content than anything else. So. Yeah, YouTube has other playlists that you won't see anywhere else. Exclusive YouTube yeah, content. Yeah, there's a lot of exclusive <laughs> YouTube content. So we hope that you guys enjoy the show and let us know what you think. And email us at conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye. Bye.